Hello, dear friends. Hope you've all been peaceful in the Lord during the past week. May grace and peace abound in God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. You are listening to the Sunday Worship Message from the Last Days Ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's main text, let us begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Today's main text comes from Psalm 11, verse 1 through 7. Psalm 11, verse 1 through 7. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his temple, the Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked, and him that loveth violence his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, his countenance doth behold the upright. King David prophesied and testified about who God is in the Holy Spirit. Again from Psalm 11, verse 5 and 6. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, and in horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Regarding who is righteous in God's eyes, it is necessary to divide the dispensation into before and during the Old Testament times, then the New Testament era. God classified Abel as the righteous and Cain as the wicked. Before he gave out the law, He considered people like Noah and Job righteous. During the age of the law, 
he considered those who kept the law to be righteous. We can all know through the Bible that those whom God calls righteous are those who have been called according to God's purpose, according to Romans 8.28. I hope we can all realize the message given to us today by focusing on what sort of trials God allowed unto some of the representative people in the Bible who lived before and after the New Testament era. For example, people such as Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David, Daniel, Ezekiel, and so on, who lived before the New Testament era, and the Apostles Paul and Apostle John of the New Testament era. The Apostle Paul's testimony of those who were justified in New Testament times. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. More so over, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Romans 8.28-30 Throughout all generations, God has fulfilled His will by causing righteous people who love Him to go through all sorts of trials to fulfill His purpose. God called Abram out of Babylon, and He led them to the land of Canaan, where the Israelites would live through His grandson Jacob. When He believed the word of God, it was counted to Him as righteousness. When the Lord called Him, he blessed him and promised that in him all nations would be blessed. Before God gave him his seed, he went through extreme trials for 25 years. Even though he and his wife Sarah were far too old to conceive a child, she gave birth to her first child by faith. Therefore, because of this dying one man, many people were birthed as countless stars in the sky and like immeasurable amount of sand of the seashore. Not only that, when Isaac grew up, God tested and tried Abraham's heart by commanding Isaac to be offered as a burnt offering. But when he obeyed and tried to kill him, God said, For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Genesis 22, verse 12. Through trials and refinement of one man Abraham and his wife Sarah, God provided salvation through grace to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament era and become Abraham's offering, offsprings. Offsprings. In order to fulfill his will, God called one man, Abraham, and through refinement he called his only begotten son Jesus Christ as his descendant to fulfill his purpose of saving the world. Another example is Joseph. He too was a righteous man who loved God. God showed him his purpose through his dream and gave him tremendous trials to achieve it. The psalmist testified about this in Psalm 105 verse 16 through 25. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He broke the whole staff of bread, 
he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron until the time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. And he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their hearts to hate his people to deal subtly with his servants. God then calls Moses, whom he sent to Egypt in advance to fulfill another purpose of his own. God tried Moses to fulfill the promise he made to his ancestor Abraham, 40 years in the palace and then 40 years in the wilderness. God led Moses and his people to the promised land of Canaan. Moses spent 40 years tending his father-in-law's sheep in the wilderness as a trial. The Apostle Paul testified about him to the Hebrews. Hebrews 11, verse 24 through 29. By faith, Moses, when he was come to ears, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. God then chooses David, a man after his own heart in order to give him the eternal throne in the millennial kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ to rule over Israel. God allowed the constant suffering and trial of going through the valley of death chased by the devil-like King Saul and his own sons. We can see how much trial David received through his prayers. Psalm 13 verse 1 through 6 How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou Hide thy face from me. How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemies say, I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. God's trial of prophet Daniel to enter into the lion's den was allowed, for he was called for the purpose of prophesying the end-time events. The prophet Ezekiel was called for the purpose of prophesying the Israelites' sufferings during the tribulation, the building of future temple in the millennial kingdom, and the restored life of the Israelites after receiving the distribution of the promised land. Extreme trials of numerous prophets, including the prophet Jeremiah and the prophet Isaiah, 
prophesied God's judgment in the last days. The Holy Spirit gave a detailed testimony about the people of faith in Hebrews. Entering the New Testament era, God specifically tried the Apostle Paul, Apostle John, Peter, James, and his disciples, and was pleased to receive them as sacrifices of martyrdom as they laid the foundation of world missions. In particular, by trial of Apostle John, God had him write the book of Revelation on the Isle of Patmos and prophesy about the purpose of fulfilling God's will through the final judgment. We get a clear picture of what sort of suffering and trials the apostles went through, the testimony of the Apostle Paul. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in presence more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck a night and a day, I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 22-27 Then in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 10, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. The happiest people while living on this earth are those who are called and tried according to the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ and rejoice in the hope that they will enjoy in heaven. The Apostle Paul testified thus, Romans 5 verse 1 through 3, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. God bless you and have a wonderful week.